spotlight's on, Eric. The Boom. spotlight is on. And once again, shining brightly on that baby face that you call your own. How about it's, that? It's a baby face? No, I, I don't oh. think so. You you were telling me the other day uh, that the lady at Wawa, when you were buying your cigarettes, told you not to shave, uh, but also that you had some sort of baby face. And I don't that, agree. I didn't hear it. I think it's a lie. It was it was very annoying because all I want to do is buy cigarettes. And she's no, like, no, you oh, just you want to kill ID. yourself with those cigarettes. I just want to kill myself because <laughs> yes. what's the point of living, right? What so here is I am trying to buy my cancer sticks, my coffin nails. And she's yes. like, can I see some ID? I'm like, I don't have any ID, lady. She yeah. looks at me and like she does a double take too. She looks down. Oh, I can't. Get, and then she looks at the gray. Ooh. Of my beard. Oh, hello, you know gray beard. How are no. you doing? She's what all like, she you know what? Here, I, I know you're over 18 because I saw the gray in your beard. Whatever you do, don't shave though. How old are you? Like 30? I'm like, like 35. Like, yeah. just yeah. don't shave. I think she was just telling you not to shave because if you do, then you're never going to be able to buy the cigarettes because you exactly. said you do not have ID. So I don't yeah. think she was saying she liked that look. With no, that no, gray no, goatee. No, I, I wasn't saying that at all either. I didn't even notice today. Did you shave or did you take her advice? I did not shave, no. No, you did not. That was a couple of days couple ago, of days, right? So that was yeah, Monday. I, I had not say. seen you at work. Uh, you, I was flying solo at work without you. And that was not a fun thing, Eric. Because usually no. we sit around and we talk comics. We talk yes, we about do. comics. But we're going to do that tonight, I hear. That that's the rumor that we may. I think that's talk what it means with spotlight song. Is it? Is that what it means? I, it's not on Greybeard himself, Eric oh, Shea. Sorry. It's not just you dancing around. You now know, dancing around. Greybeard the pirate. Oh yeah, are the pirate you are? But hello and welcome, one and all, to the official and official spotlight of the Weird Science DC Comics podcast for the week of August seventeenth, two thousand seventeen. We are proud members of the Comics Podcast Network, the Weeby oh. Geeks Network, the Batman oh. Podcast Network, and the. Tangent Bound Podcast Network. Eric, I'm going to go so through proud. the whole kit and caboodle because this Do is a up. big book this week, and I'm hoping a lot of people join in and listen to us for the first time. So I'm going to tell them where they can find us, Eric. They can find you in your apartment uh, most oh. of the time, pretty much 24-7, sitting there watching apartment. movies illegally. That's yeah. what you'll be doing, what? correct? No. no. Not me. Okay. No, not you. Not you at all. Wink, wink. Uh, we're on Facebook. You can like us there at Weird Science DC Comics. We're on Podbean at Weird Science DC Comics at Podbean.com. We have a Twitter account, Eric, where you can talk to me at Weird Science DC. There, Eric Shea over there has a Twitter account himself. Don't bother with that. He will not talk to you. He is pretentious. That's no, what I'm I just say. scared of talking to people. Yeah. I.e. pretentious. We oh, have a wow. website at Weird Science DC Comics.com. I will mention, Eric, that is award-winning. I will not tell you what award that is, but it is award-winning. We also have an email, and we have an email if you want to get a hold of us. And in our big podcast that this is a spotlight for, uh, you can email, and we do read every mail during our big dog podcast, and that is Weird Science DC Comics at gmail.com. And before we get into the big book of the week, we also have a Patreon account. You can go and check it out if you like what we do. You can support us. That is at patreon.com slash weird science. Uh, each week, the badasses of the Patreon get fresh crew. Boop, boop. Doop, doop. They get to pick at a poll what they want as the exclusive spotlight for that week, and I will tell everybody right now, it looks like it is Aquaman number 20. 
27. That will be the badass pick, so that will only be on Patreon, and you can hear that with Reggie. It'll be Reggie's first main Patreon spotlight from the badass role, the badass Get Fresh crew members. So if you want to hear Reggie possibly sing a song, you got to come over to the Patreon because he didn't have many uh, things this week. He only had Aquaman and the Aquaman Sandman, and Sandman special. Sandman Oversized Special. Sandman Oversized Special, but we're here, and this week, really, there, there's a couple big books that came out. I would say, myself, that Batman was a big book as well. I think that was Batman number 29, correct? That was correct. continuing the jokes and riddles story. I could even say that Superman number 29 was a big book. How about that, Eric? Superman going that against Parallax? Pretty- I can see yeah. that. That's pretty big. Nothing's as big as this. And I I think that the book we're going to be talking about right now is a book that pretty much, to me, overshadowed Batman completely. Oh, Uh, completely. It blew Batman out of the goddamn water. It did, and the jokes and riddles had been the big thing. Even, you know, up and down people yelling at us that we didn't like it as much or they didn't like it, whatever. Uh, Whatever, Eric. Whatever. But this week, all the talk is on metal. Dark Knight's you, metal, which you we are going to talk Knight about. You thought that Night of the Marksman was big. You thought the Just League versus yeah. Suicide Squad was big. You thought that Superman Reborn was big. You thought that the Lazarus Contract was big. None of them are big. This is big right here. You thought wrong. You the thought Lazarus wrong. Contract. It's funny. As you go into those, I'm shaking my head. No, no, maybe. Yeah, kind of. I actually yeah. had a bunch in my mind that I, as we were talking to you, I was like, oh, well, that was one too, wasn't it? So I even yeah. forgot about Just League versus Suicide Squad in yeah, that whole list. Yeah. Now, you know, DC doesn't want to hear that they aren't the big events. But, yeah, this is pretty much the beginning of what will then continue with the Doomsday Clock of the big, big stories that are coming with Rebirth. And after you do your little blurb at the beginning, I will tell you what I think this book signifies in Rebirth, Aaron. What do you think of that? I have theories. Actually, theory is just why I like it. But uh, go with it, Aaron. Go with the blurb. I'll try. Dark Knight's Metal Number 1, written by Scott Snyder with art by Greg Capullo, Jonathan Glapian, FCO Placencia, and Steve Wands. We've been forged, and we've been cast, and now it's time for metal. And in this issue, after a cold open, we see that the Challenger's Mountain has returned from the Dark Multiverse, but it's returned to the, but it's returned to the middle of Gotham City, which is obviously a problem for Batman. Too bad he doesn't have time to deal with it, though, because him and the rest of the Just League are shuttled off to Blackhawk's Island, where we learn that Lady Blackhawk is Hawkgirl and that Bruce Wayne will usher in Barbados from the Dark Multiverse. As our issue concludes, Batman steals Hawkgirl's sliver of nth metal and returns home where he's confronted by Dream, who tells our hero that things have only just begun. We've only just begun, Eric. Uh, did only you up just your game? Begun. We've only just begun. Did you up your game for that blurb for this book? Because I, I it's don't so think important. I did. That was a little bit better than your standard blurb. I, really? I get. Mwah, I usually just mail it in. No, yeah, yeah, really. Uh, when we do our main podcast, we're going to talk about probably 15 books normally. Uh, some of them do kind of get mailed in a bit because we want to get to talking. I thought that that is an Eric Shea stamp that you Ooh. wanted to put right away. Uh, what I was going to say before, and I wanted to wait before the blurb, uh, is that we've had a rebirth. And when rebirth happened, it was all about legacy. This is what we were told. Hope legacy, and legacy. Fun. Love, hope, dreams, nightmares—you know—all this sort of thing. And really, if you ask me, if you said to me a year after, pretty much a little after, a little over a year after Rebirth started, if you said to me, "Hey, Jim, do you think that all of those catchphrases, all of those words that they threw out, that would signify what Rebirth meant? Do you think that they came through with that?" And I'd say, "No, I, no. I don't think so. It hasn't exactly been." 
as fun as I thought it would. The legacy is there and kind of the name legacy only. What we had was Wally West returning and Superman yes. being freaking reborn with his new 52 and yes. his pre-Flashpoint versions. But even then, I can't say that Wally West now in the Rebirth universe here has been exactly fun. Basically, they've crippled him for the most part with him having a pacemaker. And the thing with Superman Reborn, we're still guessing what that meant. Me and you were, me and you argue about it all the time still. Now, this opens up, and I know that one of your main problems with this, and it is an oversized issue. One of your main problems you have told me, you said in your review, is that that cold open, which I think is hot baby uh it it goes on too long you think it goes on too long to me especially having read and reviewed the justice league book since rebirth and a lot of the other books too this might be the most fun i've had with the justice league since rebirth started and i told you even with jeff johns i can't say that jeff johns run in the new 52 was quote-unquote fun uh, you know what I mean? Like his thing you. of fun was like the Amazo virus deal, at which drove you nuts. Well, honestly, no, no, I will not deal with that being the fun aspect of it. In my mind, the fun aspect was Forever Evil and the Dark Side War. Yeah, but even that—that that was a fun in in my mind. That was a quote unquote New Fifty Two type of fun. It was still dark. It pretty yeah. well. This is not. This is pretty much. A summer blockbuster popcorn movie, and I think that that's the intention. Now, I don't know how these books are going to be collected. And if they do collect it, an omnibus would definitely feature the forge and casting. The casting, the the biggest problem a lot of people had uh, was it was very dense. I mean, it was extremely dense. It was extremely dark. It was, you know, all these things. So when this was happening, I kept thinking to myself, that, you know, all the things I saw Jeff John, or Jeff Johns, uh, Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo talking about was that this metal, all these things were going to be fun. This was going to be, you know, heavy metal fun, and you're going to see things you never saw before. To me, the casting in the forge really felt a lot like a tie over from the new 52. It felt very dark to me you had you know things going you know thrown out there but very dark and when this opens i think that this was a way to kind of cleanse the palette and kind of remind people of what this event was going to be and like i said i think that it is a popcorn summer blockbuster in the vein of say a transformers or what i think is really spelled out here is the original summer blockbuster eric and you know what that is that would be jaws and i i think there's two big moments in here where scott snyder for those who would know giving a wink wink and kind of saying you know hey you know get the popcorn out we're gonna have some fun i had a great time i i really did this first part to me and everybody disagrees with me, is my favorite part of the I issue before like, we even get, because I can just kind of tune off my, you know, tune out and tune in, Eric, because I, I really liked it. Now, it starts off pretty much with Scott Snyder trying to, you know, making sure this fits in continuity, and there is a slip-up, but I'm hoping that it's kind of re- revealed uh, by the end. But before we even get to that, we do start with a little open again that kind of goes with what we saw in the Forge and Casting with that 50,000 years ago where you do see the tribes. He wants us to remind us of, oh, you yeah. know, the, the three the tribes. The tribe, the bear tribe, and the bird wolf, tribe. bear, and bird. And then there was a fourth, a dark tribe, unlike the others, which we have been calling the bat tribe, obviously. Or the cult of the bat, that, or the bat but, cult. But it seems as if this is the Judas tribe. It is yeah. even spelled out by the end saying that. And then you get, you know, you see a kind of a shadow of Batman there, whether or not it is him, uh, and then just blood splattered across the three tribes that are kind of written in the sand. Uh, but again, 
that's very quick. And I, oh, yeah. it, it, that's one like pitch. one of those things. We'll get back to that. I think that these opens will have something like that, dealing with that from here on out. And maybe I'm wrong, but that's when you go. And it says it ushers in a new age, a terrible age that so began the age of metal. And then you go right now, and it is the Justice League. They're there with Mongol on a newly made war world, you know, moon type thing, which confuses them as well. And Scott Snyder does go through the whole thing of at least mentioning that, hey, you know, Batman says, I thought that Mongol was being kept watch of the Brallians after his fight with General Zod. So that makes sense. And they're confused as much as we are. Yeah, yeah we're, we're, they're confused as much as we are of how quickly this can happen. I don't know that we'll ever get back to this to see he had help or he just did it. Whatever the case may be. Well, not I like only it. that, he, he has a new war world and he has freaking, you know, Toy Master freaking pri- held prison and they're making that, him yes. war, like war machines. And that is the problem that you do have there because uh, Hero, who is here as Toy Man in the new 52 in this continuity for the most, is Toy Master. So you're having something play there. Again, I trust Scott Snyder enough that this means something down the line. I said to you, maybe it's one of those how we had Eobard Thawne, who wasn't Reverse Flash in the New 52, kind of going through and becoming the new Reverse Flash. Maybe we have something like this because of his connection with Superman. Um, Who knows? With Superman Reborn? I don't know. I don't know, and I, I don't know that we're going to find out in the story why he is. I doubt it toy because man. we don't even see the freaking heroes rescue him by well, the end of the Well, that's a bit. big problem. And as this goes on, um, Mongo is funny to me because he really does act almost like a Hulk Hogan, like an over-the-top wrestler, where he's right. yelling to the crowd. He's really playing up to the crowd. Uh, and the humongous sp- here from freaking yes. like Road Warrior. Yeah, it, it, I love it. And it, it, he points out how he has not the how he captured the Justice League. We don't know. I can assume that they I were heading to Braille. Dawkins for freaking out of the running man. Yes. Yeah. Really. It's great. And uh, what you have. Uh, where you have them, maybe they went to, they were going to Braille because it does mention afterwards that Superman's like, you know what, were you checking in the Braille, stuff like that. But they wanted to know, you know, why didn't the Braillians keep a better eye on it because it seemed like they were supposed to keep an eye on it. They messed up and it's because yeah. something happened on their planet involving metal, Eric. But as this goes on, you something know, Mongols. seismic. Yes. Mongol spells out, you know, exactly what's going on here. The Just League are there. They can't use their powers. They have technology attached to them. Uh, Superman has a chest plate with his S that has the dust of a few thousand crushed red suns. Uh, There's a vibration domination boots from the Dominators that are on Flash, so he can't run. There is a lock from Steno, the Elder Gorgon, uh, venom-infused, Eric, on Wonder Woman. And it just goes down. And then it's funny because those are pretty cool. And then Mongol goes just like yeah and a few more trinkets for the yeah, rest we got some other stuff there's a bunch but, more yeah. members i'll tell you right away though you're talking about how much you you know you don't jumped into this and you were fine after reading the forge and the casting like i'm in this at this point so when i get to the metal here like i'm expecting to jump right in and like you know i know get some goddamn answers to everything yes, and all the questions like you know posed to us and i think it's odd that the one thing that really threw me off right away is that we have this justice league team but there's no explanation of why we have this iteration since it's not the one that we're normally yeah, dealing we with right have, now in you, DC. You have Hal Jordan. Now, I will go fully that Hal Jordan is there. Number one, he was on Earth. He was at the Batcave in the Forge and the casting. So he's already there. And in this thing, it says right now, so 
that's where Aquaman's off, but how I can go with because Simon and Jessica are, are lost in time. They're at the beginning right. of Earth, so they wouldn't be around. They go with that. Now, that kind of throws a little something towards what the Hal Jordan book's doing, why right. the Guardians aren't sending Hal and the rest of the Corps to find Simon and Jessica, so it, it, it seems like something is aware of that. Aquaman, though, the problem is he, he should not be here yeah, if it's he, right he's now. He's trapped in Atlantis with the court wrapped now, right there. I said to you, the only way I can explain this is when this book would have been written uh aquaman was probably a bi-monthly it, it's very possible that in the next couple issues aquaman will be out of that crown of oh, thorns yeah. at least out maybe not uh you know corn corn or it's a corn wrath yeah he may still be king aquaman still might still be on the down low but he may be out of that crown of thorns i do think that maybe that timing got screwed up because of the scheduling in that becoming a monthly book that's what i'm gonna go with though if it is right now it's unfortunate because that does throw that a little out of whack and i, uh, I just would have liked a little bit of an explanation you would know you like sure mara there? if mara was there would you be fired up because that would have been cool if Mara was cool. one, I'm just saying that for what we have right now, I would just like you know an explanation. If you have Aquaman, it's fine. Like I can understand the whole thing where you know it wasn't a bi a monthly book. You had it twice. It should have been issue number twenty nine. Now Aquaman was out at that point. He can't be here. But just say like, oh, Jessica and Simon are trapped in time somewhere. And yeah, they could have they could have said that, and it could have been a note. I I think that basically because they're playing right away, it two I, ways. I, I, I see a lot of people online not knowing anything about what the time frame of that's this is problem. at all because that, well, that's, it's just thrown at you without knowing yeah, And that's the other thing. I think that probably 50% of the people don't even know Simon and Jessica are the Green Lanterns in that book. Uh, we see it all the time. When we see previews and, and things like that and even books released on the DC Facebook page, people will see this and they'll be like, oh man, I didn't know Cyborg hung out with Batman. You're like, are you kidding me? He's been doing this for years. <laughs> and years so i think you get to a point where you kind of got to go with the flow and you can't spell out everything though like you said it would have taken a line uh yeah. to go uh because i do think that's the reason because the what's going on in the green lantern's book is not you know doesn't jessica and simon showing up here would make more or less sense to me than how it would have right. actually you know what would have been cool you have them there it would have been cool for flash who is friends with you know to say hey how haven't seen you in a while. Like, just to let people know, this isn't the usual team. You know no, what I mean? Like, this is business as usual, it seems like, yeah. without anybody ever saying anything yeah. about hey, it. Hey, it's like riding a bike, these guys. They're friends. They're, you know, long friends. Here. I can't yeah, ride a bike, Jim. It's a, Yeah, it's true. You can't see either, so I can't no. see that. But, yeah, I love it, though, that that's where Mongol is there. And he's like, listen, the mighty Justice League, mighty ha, what death design should they face next? Something special, eh? And that's where you have Batman saying, you know, this is weird. Like, what the hell? And And this is means that they just got there. Like, yes, they have blood on them from what appears to be actual animals, not, you know, not anything that was a uh, machine before. But it seems like they're still trying to figure out why the heck they're there. Uh, but they go with that. And, you know, that's when Toy Man says, I call it Fulcum Abominus. And I like this where you have the art where he looks very upset. And oh, yeah. I love the, 
you know, kind of gray font there to kind of show that he's not really yelling. Like Mongols. Oh no, no, he's just kind of whispering. He's not into this yelling. at all. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I think that that's a really good touch there. Where I don't think that enough that we talk about the letter or whatever that sort of thing. Yeah, I think Steve that's Wong's a pretty hell of a job. No, yeah, I think that's a pretty cool touch. Uh, you know, going against Mongol, who's just screaming like again, he's Hulk Hogan, and that's when he's like, it's called ah, Hulk Obama. Yeah. and then I, he just I goes nuts. It. I love it, and he's like, time to. And now you have it. This is really like a Richard Dawson in Running Man where, you know, they're going to do that. Go to war. And they start screaming. Yeah, and I love it. And that's where you have these mecha come out that are each based on fighting a member of the Justice League. And the, the only thing is they're there and they're thinking of a way to get through this and they're going through formations. Wonder Woman has taken the lead as the kind of the military uh, strategist here. And, and what happens is they each go against like why would they go against the version of themselves that they find out right away? why they shouldn't because they are all of those are based on going against that particular person yeah they're all programmed uh, to do that yes the other thing that uh, that kind of it doesn't drive me nuts the other thing that actually bothers me a little is at one point batman says cyborg can you hack there now cyborg really that's pretty much the main thing do you think that he is just being kept from boom tubing is that what because that's he's involved in that and the others have trinkets as well exactly you have no idea what he has but that would you make would sense think that, that the hacking you would think the hacking would be kind of you know taken away as well uh but he can anyway he's like listen no. they're built to repel our specific deal he's there being attacked by his cyborg mecha they're going and you know how's there and he spells out he has a micro black hole it's like a big that's old it. freaking like a that's parasite crazy. and cyborg that's so mecha. cool yeah, and I, I love the the whole idea that the micro black hole is on uh, how that's what's keeping the ring from working there. I think that's really cool. And then you have Aquaman who has these, you know, bracers, and he's like, I'm only a half strength too, uh, these sleeves. Then he kind of mentions, listen, Wonder Woman, can, is there any way we can get these mecha to, you know, target these armor things and get them off so that we're no. at full? And she's like, no, I can't. And the thing is, she says, mine has a Cassandra engine, every move I make. And Cassandra is a Greek goddess of prophecy Prophecy, though like when you if you do look this up it's a weird sort of thing because it actually is prophecy that no one will believe uh but i think they're just going with prophecy so every move she's knowing what she's going to do before she yeah every move she makes it it can counter it immediately because it knows what she's going to do so superman goes in he's like i'm going to try uh to figure out if we can do this and i will tell you right now that the next panel with Superman freaking dripping with sweat when he says no go, they avoid the armor, they only go for the flesh. I think that might be the best panel in the entire book. I I love that panel of Superman. I wish that it was bigger. So good. Uh, But then they're just fighting. They're trying to figure out the weaknesses. They go into a new strategy. You know, Ip-Hito is the new formation they go. And she's like yelling about formations. And that's where Batman realizes, okay, something's going on, a formation. And he does, you know, you don't know right away, but he is the smartest guy in the arena. Oh, yeah. Well, he's, he's freaking noticed that inside of the mouth of his mecha is a bat symbol. Which so yeah. he has to go and crawl in the freaking. And also, he realizes that what Toyman has done is set it up. The name means something that means a formation. It you know it goes down. It gets to a point where it's almost like you know that was in the sea. Sea means Catwoman. It, it gets a little <laughs> bit like that, but it's fun to me. That's what's the fun. But he goes and when he goes to his bat mecca, 
this is where the first Jaws thing, you know, reference to me is because he's like, hey, I'm playing a hunch. That's right. Come on. Open up, you piece of – and it's pretty much like the end with Roy Schneider Smile, at the you end son of, of a bitch. Yeah, it's a little different, but it's enough for me. And when he shows – it is a thing with huge Jaws, and then he realizes he sees it. I will tell you that when he goes in, he says, everyone, follow my lead. And they're like, what the heck, you're leading? He's like, do it, Flash. The next panel where you see the bat symbol, and then he's going in to touch it. I was very confused at first at what it was doing. I did not get the idea that that was his hand reaching in to press a bat symbol. It does get explained a little bit, and then on the reread, I'm like, oh, yeah, I see it. I'm an idiot. But when he presses this, it actually comes out with, like, wires, you know, freaking, you know, fiber optic. Cables, like. Yeah, and comes and just wraps around him and starts pretty much eating him, bringing him in. And again, this to me was kind of like Quint in Jaws when he got eaten by Jaws. It's very much like that. But he's like, listen, you got to follow my lead. Now, in the meantime, when he reaches in to press the button, the bat symbol, uh, that's when you had some problems. Because Flash says, either we help him or he's going to need your old harpoon hand. Speaking we have to move now. And he says that to Aquaman. And then it says in editor's note, see the 90s, Eddie and Tay, which is And that editors. just, it's like, I note. saw that. I'm like, God. Damn, because I'm telling you, continuity is something that I am very yeah, strong. Like, no, it I means a lot more to you than me. Exactly. So we have this whole continuity where, you know, Aquaman obviously has not had his harpoon hand, but for Flash yeah. saying, you know, he's going to need your old harpoon hand, and then just the editors don't see the 90s. Yeah. It kind of feels like a slap, honestly, I think because that, they're I just think... throwing these things all like willy nilly in my mind. Well, I'm like, okay, I, I you're, you're just throwing things out there, whether I they think make this sense is all not. for fun. I do think this is completely all for fun. I can get. I can get. It's not. You're you're so tight with that continuity in your butt cheeks that you can't have no fun. (laughs) I was smiling. I'm telling you. There's you, Mr. Continuity's your fun. There with a scowl on your face, freaking mad typing. Here's me that I'm like. You know what? I can have some fun. I had a smile. And to me, the editor's note is not a slap. The editor's note is a wink. If there was no editor's note and they said that, then I can say, you know what, Eric? That's pretty much bull crap. They're, they're slapping you in the face. With the editor's note, it makes it fun to me. And I can, I can wrap it around and say that if anybody on this team would know about this, it would be the Flash, and it would be part of a multiversal time traveling. You know, he's done a lot of crazy stuff, though he shouldn't remember it, though it isn't. No. I do think that this is more of the – and again, this is a cold open that really, to me, it's setting up just a fun scene. So let's have some fun with it. I do, we're never going to go back to this. This does not mean that it happened in this continuity, though – when those years come back, I'm sure that that will be part of it. Those missing years that happen oh, in the I'm new sure too. If the continuity started. comes back, then that's fine. If the DC would have come out before this and said all the continuity that we had before, it's back now. Yeah. Th- now, and fine. the thing is, uh, the thing that I think that really makes it that it's a fun thing and not anything else is the fact that Aquaman does not respond. Batman doesn't say anything. It's just a line. Now, I will tell you, this is where me and you differ because I say this and people listening will probably be like, Jim, I've heard you yell about continuity and things like that. I do 
get upset with continuity that we've seen recently and continuity that has been completely spelled out and is just there because it looks like a laziness. I think that that see the 90s thing spells out that this was done on purpose for a little bit of a laugh. Though I do, if people listen, I did get mad during Batman and Robin Eternal with Colin Kelly and Jackson Lansing when they mentioned the bat uh, shark repellent. I right. don't think this is like that. That To me, that shark repellent, when I got mad at something like that, was a, hey, look, we know Batman like you nerds. This, to me, was just a, a callback. And if you want to go with the See the 90s deal, we, we were talking. This is a very 90s-esque type you know, scene, cold open with all the stuff with the Transformers and the mechas and stuff. Plus, it's just right now just having some fun. Uh, the Toy Man thing, By that's that a little more you, off the, to me. The Toy Man, you know, Mongo having a war world again, the freaking then See the 90s. I'm like... When are we going to get to the fireworks factory? Yeah, Some yeah. Of this for I metal, just, and this that's cold opening is, goes on way too long that's, for us to start the story I off. I think that this is, I, like I said, I think that this is specifically, I think it's planned. I think it's on purpose to say, hey, listen, we really threw a lot of crap at you during the forge and the yeah. casting. We really, really did. Just relax a little. Let's have some fun before we get into what we're going to go. And it's a long ride. And I know that, you know, I can tell you there's 25 issues in this crossover. A lot of them are tie-ins, you know, crossover issues that will not advance the main story fully. But there is still five issues of this. And I'm considering the Batman Lost and the Hawkman Found to be part part of the main deal. So I, I think that there is a lot to be had still. I think that really Scott Snyder wanted to have some fun and let everybody relax a little and let's have a cold open that really to me if you told me that this is the start of guardians of the galaxy 3 i could see it this is not and really if you want to go even further in that vein this is not a typical dc open not in a movie not in what we've seen up until now even in rebirth which was supposed to be legacy and supposed to be fun and supposed to be hope and love and all that we haven't seen it this to me, like I said before we you know, started getting into it, is the most fun I've had with the Justice League since I started doing the site with you and the whole thing. It really harkens back to one of the best things that we thought uh, with Batman and Superman, which was that Tom Taylor story in the Batman Superman. When that started, remember when Batman was fighting Clayface, Clayface and yeah. things and Superman just came and was like, he needed to hurry things up so he just freaking <laughs> ice spray, you know, frost breath them and, and went with it. That was fun, but yeah, again, this is what it's like to me, and then it really goes towards a very cinematic uh, thing, because what happens is they all get eaten, they all follow Batman's plan, and basically form a a megazord uh, of the Justice League that's going to attack, but nothing really goes, because they're like... Yeah, I like Voltron more, so I'll go with that. I love Voltron. Mongol just gets up and runs. He's like, no, not now, and he's running, (laughs) and that's when they throw shade at him. They're like, oh, look at Mongo, Trent run what do we say to that again like a run. like Pain a running man it, it very much is like a running man when arnold gets you know richard dawson into oh, yeah. that and, and sets him off so i think that that's another thing uh there but i love it because then it's like barry's like wait why do i have to be the foot and like simple barry so you can kick his and then you go to a spot it's 
it's so much like the Get opening title, title screen metal, of yeah. a movie. It, it's so well done to me with that. And then we get to this, and we're we're halfway through the issue. Yeah. I was, I was so upset, Eric. I wanted this the whole time. I thought, okay, you know what? That was a lot of heavy lifting in the casting of The Forge. You know what? I need a break. I need some fun because I've been reading these books, and me and you on this on our big podcast have been down recently. We really have. We've been really you know, burned out by books that don't do anything for us. This did. I really had a lot of fun. But you go through and you, you have their, you know, the credits page with Scott, the Doom Commander Snyder. They they have some fun with that. Yeah. Also, at that point, it does look like either a concert tee uh, from the back or even like a liner notes in a heavy metal you know album sort of thing. So I thought that was pretty cool and clever. And then you go back to them and they're flying back to Earth and they're going in a Hal Jordan no construct. Master. And uh, no, you don't see the back. Maybe he's in the back end, in in the trunk, Eric. Uh, But as they're going, you have to say they spell it out there or show it. They all have breathers on so that they can talk. So that's you know. I'm telling you, I immediately go back to that Tom Taylor story. We saw that he wanted. He always has a problem when they freaking talk in space without these goddamn masks on because it doesn't make any sense. I saw that. I immediately thought of that story. I'm like, good on you, Tom Taylor. You're getting the fucking word around. Now Scott Snyder's like, boy, I'm the one who told Tom. Telling that I, I should get the credit, but no, they're maybe. going, and I like what it made me think of though. I really like this where Batman is also Hal. Hal has made this construct, but he's made a first seat there for Batman to be in the lead, the and, he's, and Batman's acting like he's in control. And it's funny because Hal's like, you know, you're not flying this thing, right? Because he's like, he's almost like again, it's like Captain Batman again from All Star uh, with a get ready atmosphere approaching in 30 seconds. Uh, please strap on your things, and that's where. Barry is still going because as that big uh, – as all the, the things that Toy Master set up, those mechas came out, he's like, oh, it looks like we're folked. And, and he – you get the idea he's been begging them to at least crack a, a smile. He's, fucking, he's and, been like, killing him this entire time because nobody has responded to that yeah, goddamn yeah. joke. Nobody's responded, and he says that they still don't respond. They're like, yeah, it was not that good. But yeah, they're going, and Quiet this is down, where – Barry. Uh, this is where Superman starts talking. And like you said, I know that Mongol having War World or at least, you know, a version of it that quick is an issue. But it's an issue that they address because Superman says, Batman, what you said about the Brallians, you're right. They wouldn't lose track of Mongol unless something seismic is going on. Does this have anything to do with what you've been investigating? And Batman, in the meantime, is trying to get a hold of Alfred as they go. And there's a, like a little funny miscommunication, but he does get a hold then. We don't really get an answer there, but we find out later that it does look like something went on in Braille. Uh, yeah. But they're, they're entering the atmosphere, and that's when they can get a secure line to Alfred. And Alfred's been trying to get a hold of Batman all this time. And and there's a problem in Gotham. It looks like that Challenger Mountain has reappeared. Challenger Mountain has reappeared in the middle of Gotham. My yep, God, right in the middle. damn! And I just imagine it's, it's like almost like you know Gotham is separated to make room for the mountain. Yep. I just imagine yeah. it's like I it's, moved to Gotham City. You know, like, okay, I've had enough of the Seattle or freaking yeah, Metropolis. Now I'm going to go to. My, I'm going to Gotham. I got a nice apartment. It's right across the street from my convenience store. I get my soda pop, my cigarettes there. Somehow you've gone online and it said Gotham City, the happiest place on earth, and you oh, believe yeah. that nonsense. Yeah. So you went there. And then I open yes. the door one day and like just to go across the street to the convenience store and I have a fucking mountain in the way. Yep, you go back in that. I, I would like you to go to the convenience store. <laughs> then the mountain comes on. It ends up being that movie uh, where what's her name was living in the Walmart. You would just live in the convenience store. Where the heart is, yeah. <laughs> was, it her, was that the one her name was America or was that? No, I always America get them mixed up. Daughter. 
Yes, I'm like, okay, so at least I got the right one, Where the Heart Is. You're a big fan of that movie. I, I'm telling you, I saw that when it came out. I had such a crush on Natalie Portman. I, I watch it every now and again just because I have to. Yeah, and now this I've is where problem, Jim. It, it's happening. Uh, there it is. The mountainous has suddenly appeared. I didn't know where the appeared. heart is. Yes, I think it's a Walmart. And, and there's the mountain there, and there is a, you know, a purple lightning coming off it which is the same kind of lightning that there was in the the casting when batman tried to activate his you know whatever that machine that duke ended up redoing uh to get experiment yeah his final uh, solution as i think you called it but yeah it's that same dark quote-unquote dark lightning and that batman's upset and he's like listen he blames himself pretty much like he always does this is why he's so miserable but he says you know alfred scramble the family batman out and wonder woman says right away she knows her man there she knows her buddy and says hey you got some big ass legs right there but you know what you, you also have a big heart batman and i know you blame yourself but nobody could know and, this the watchtower really, set up i told you not to trade that eighth metal sword for that fucking dark yes really one. she like, should be so what mad did like you do I told you I had one thing that I told you not to do. You did it. You son of a bitch. He's probably so mad at him. But, yeah, she says, listen, whatever this is, what, however it happened, it's not your fault. You know, yeah, it it's, not your, it's not your fault, Eric. Yes, it uh, is, though. <laughs> yeah, but he, he says it is, but it is. he wouldn't have known about it because, hey, we didn't see. There were no signs. He's like, there's always signs. He's like, yeah, I got to get out of here. They're going to figure shit out. Uh, but in the meantime, that's when you had a little bit of an issue where Hal then says, Bruce, the energy coming off that mountain, it's like what I felt from your machine in the cave and if you remember in the forge in the casting when he went down into the cave he his Back ring in, went yeah. wonky it, it would not work and I would don't not work think the that entire time it seemed like of the forge in the casting while yes. he was in the back cave yes until the end when Joker disappeared and then he was able to recreate make that you know secondary the, the ring yeah. so that Duke could use it to recreate the machine and I think that where the, it's not completely spelled out i think that the energy that he's talking about is not the energy that made his ring go wonky i think it's the energy that was coming off when batman actually was trying to tap when he into activated that, that freaking machine so you yes. didn't like see and, and the i think universe. that that's what they're talking about in this because yes because of the fact that the challengers mountain did kind of disappear and now reappeared Obviously, to me, it kind of went into or close into the dark multiverse. So when it comes out, it has that what I would think is the quote unquote dark matter uh, well, it's, that we're going to find it's about an later. Odd kind of thing because you know we're dealing with right now, and I, I how many days or weeks? How do you, how long do you think it's been since Batman has activated that freaking machine from the? Cast? I would probably I, I would say it would have to be weeks. I, I would okay, think it'd it's be weeks. Pretty quick. Then. It's, it's just an odd thing because you know we saw the whole thing where Hawkman he he wanted to find out where his nth metal yes. came from, what the darkness had called to him and shit like that. So when the challengers like you know got ready to do this and he used the Shaz- uh, Wizard Shazam's dagger to freaking power yes. it up, the freaking you know we saw Challengers Mountain disappear, we saw fucking yes. Barbatos or whatever you want to do, and whatever that was looking with his eye, you would think it would exactly. be Barbatos. Exactly. The thing is. You think like, you know, that opened the doorway. It's in the thing. You think Batman doing the same goddamn thing would have been the thing that brought it back at that point. But here we are. You know, it just shows up, you know, days yeah, or weeks I, later. I actually, I do thing. think. But again, they've been, you know, I don't know the timing from that point to when they went off world. 
maybe. And Alfred seems to say that this is, you know, I've been trying to get a hold of you. He may have been trying to get a hold of him for two weeks. Maybe it did come out. Now, again, I can't say that it's tit for tat because obviously then Batman would know. But something and you would guess that the reason it did come back is because Batman did open that that gateway for this, at least. And it is what they call what, uh, you know, what what's her name? Lady Blackhawk, which I won't reveal, you know, that just yet. But what she says is the first shot. Which does right. seem that this would be it. I don't know. I, I almost had a stroke there trying to think of how I was going to say that. I didn't want to step on the lead, Eric. But they're talking about this, and, and Superman uses his you know, uh, vision to look in and says, hey, you know, it's, it's not a mountain. It's actually it's a, gut. It's yeah. a bunker. And yeah, if you've been reading, you should know right away this is Challenger's Mountain. So yeah, you know that that is. We got but, the Challenger, you know, the unknown symbol right on the yeah, door that and he's spelling, They're spelling it out so people will know, and that's where they're like, hey, flash go find a way in he goes and he's looking for a door when he gets there he does see the symbol that's on the door which is the challenger symbol and i thought it was kind of funny because they send it back to vic and he's like oh i'm scanning this hey i i've checked this out and it keeps coming up unknown and i'm telling and, you i don't know if people find that stuff hokey where we keep saying you know they were going to challenge it is the very unknown forced it, thing it is, is but i, I love like this it. i love yeah, this line but i like it, it keeps coming back you know in quotation unknown i'm like yeah "Yeah, i like that yeah i like it and they go in they're talking about a laboratory possibly technology now in the meantime i don't know that you can't say that batman doesn't know a little something about this uh with all the things he's digging and now i also say that it does because the whole blackhawks and the hawkman thing has been it's been pretty close you know covered like this is not something yes it has and also if you want to go with the whole kind of a timeline type of thing you could even say that challenges mountain disappeared pre-New 52 and now has come back. I mean, this is, you know, pre-Flashpoint stuff that we're dealing yeah, with no, with no, Challenges Mountain. I know that, but I'm saying that with everything now. we find out from the Blackhawks later, almost everything is a pre-Flashpoint callback. So I think that this is part of that where you are getting a mixing of the timelines just because of the way that they're spelling out how Hawkman and Shiera and, you know, whatever name she'll go by at that point uh, as reincarnation and things like that. And I think that that's what's causing a lot of this issues as well, not just Batman. But uh, we'll see. That's something for another day. Eric. Right. We'll see what's going on because they go in then. And again, they say this this energy is starting to get even more. It, it's crackling. It's, you know, the energy my, my sensors can't quantify. And this is where I think where at the beginning when, when uh, Hal said, Listen, this is what I saw with the machine. It's starting to blur the lines here. And that's where I kind of get a little confused of when they're going. Now I'm starting to think it's full out metal energy. And I don't know that that's because it wasn't really spelled out what Hal's ring was reacting to. Energy was that frequency that Batman was checking out before in the yeah. forge and stuff like that. You have Mr. Terrific looking into and yeah, the whole yeah. like, Earth 2 and shit like that. The, like the, the energy to me, I don't know if it's just – I'm not a scientist now, but – the energy to me yeah. was just the frequency, like the energy that they've been tracking, and they found the frequency of it and shit yeah. like that using the freaking crisis. Now, again, uh, this could course. be, like you said, if that's the case, then it, it should be the energy of the dark matter, of the dark, you know, multiverse. I don't know. I just wish it was spelled out a little bit so more because there is a lot of energies, a lot of metals being bandied about. Now, oh, again, yeah. metals I'll even stop right here because one of, the, yeah, one of the biggest things about this, and we have had this discussion with me and 
you. Uh, together, we've had this discussion with comic book writers. We've had it with other reviewers. Uh, it's very hard sometimes to review a single issue, especially the start of a big event, because you do have a lot going on. So when we say this, this may end up being explained in the first page of issue two. Good, uh, you yeah. know, some of these things. And then then you'll say, okay, well, as a whole story, yes, it, it works out. I just – I wish that it was a little more specific with what energy we're talking about, what metal we're talking about, though I will give them I, I a benefit. I'll give Scott Snyder a like, benefit because half of these guys don't know what that is anyway. So exactly. they, they, so they can't don't really know, spell we don't it out. Know, and there's still – you know, the stuff we're talking about though is just the idea of the eighth metal and then the ninth metal and then you throw and then you have metal the Dionysium, on top of it, which in you my mind the is the ninth metal and nth metal are the same goddamn yeah. thing. But we're saying you know, we're calling it two different things in two different books yeah. so it's it's very odd the dionysium the electrum all that good stuff you're talking yeah. about yeah and, and i just the whole thing of possibly the batmanium from freaking the heavy yeah yeah storyline and, and ha i mean super yeah. heavy not heavy metal ha <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they're going, and and I like this because they do find a pod. They're like, oh, this looks like a spaceship, but you know what? There's no engines or anything like this. They look and there's people in it. Obviously, the challengers, the cryo tubes. Yeah, you got the uh, five yeah, members. The cryo. Just got the challengers there, and then outside and Red they, tornado. Yeah, and they find red tornado, which you will always say tornado. It's just and, uh, fun to say. Did you like it that they really spell out, hey, this android, and not call it because people, you got so angry in a message board because people were calling red tornado a cyborg. Why would you and, call it a cyborg? When you and you were getting so like upset. He's a goddamn android. There's Eric Shea. He, he just can't let people have their fun. Did no. you type to the guy then or did you just go away? I went away. And, and well, here's the thing. Look, I say I can this. I let them have their fun. I don't have to be happy about it. That's true. Well, what happens then is you couldn't even stay on that page, could you? You had to leave the page because you know it will call out to you. <laughs> it will It'll call hurt. out to you. You will have to go and correct that poor person who just is there to have fun. I got to drink again. And that's uh, and again, the pain, Jim. And again, this is a part of the deal where we talk to people, and when we do talk about continuity, especially you with your continuity nonsense, uh, it, it kind of goes hand in hand with us reading every book every week. We do review every single book. We do talk about every book on our big podcast, and, and the way that happens is – we kind of do know the continuity. I have a continuity issue in Trinity uh, this week, and I like the book, but there was a huge continuity issue that yeah. threw me out. I don't find any of that in this book. I know that you do. I know that you get upset at things that are thrown. You're more upset when things are thrown out there and not explained how they fit. Without explanation, I'm more, yes. I'm more upset of when things are pretty much thrown out there to destroy the things before these things that you get upset a lot of them are just there and they may I'm, fit I'm or may not you want to know explanation that they're not going to be explained at all though yeah. that's the thing I, a lot of times i really think that you know like i, I can't see that's going to be happening here but i'm saying a lot of yeah. times i'm afraid that things are going to be thrown out for a wow factor like just because you know somebody might see somebody and recognize them wow look at that guy that's cool and then yeah. it, it's just there for that and it never comes back to it i'm always yep. afraid of that so i need to have an explanation given to me so I can yes. stop being all afraid all the time. I, know. I don't want to be afraid I, I, all, all you really want to do is have somebody in life hold your hand, Eric. Yeah, that's what you've been waiting <laughs> for. A, the touch of another right human being is what you be need. Okay. 
Yes, it's all okay. <laughs> After this, the next when metal number two comes out, uh, before you read it, I'll come over. We'll lay down in bed. I'll put all my right. arm around you. We'll have your laptop there, kind You're of so both of us. Just imagine me with my head leaning on your shoulder as we both read it together <laughs> with the touch of a human, Eric. Oh yes, I'll make you like it. I'll make you like it good. How about that? But yeah, as they go on, then they're looking at Red Tornado, and then they look at the pod, and that's where they have written what appears to be in blood. It's chasing us, run. That's what the challengers seem to have written on the pod, uh, you know, the whatever, the uh, window or whatever right, that right. is. And you, you would guess that is Barbados that's going. And I'll, I'll stop so, even yeah. there. Me and you are going to call him Barbados until we hear different because if I say Barbados, I think I'm going to be on vacation. Eric. Exactly. I'm be the on thing a tropical is the whole thing paradise. with Batman and the whole like tie into yeah. that. Like you have Bat in the name. Let's just go with Barbados. I'm you telling know? you, you look up, you just look up blindly Barbados, spell it right in this book. On in Google and Google will take you to Barbados. I don't want to be in Barbados, Eric. I've heard things. I heard that voodoo is very prevalent down in Barbados. That's just what I heard. I don't know anything about it. I don't like voodoo sure. or black Are you magic. Sure it's voodoo and not hoodoo. It might be both hoodoo and voodoo, and and you know you combine those two, and the next thing you know, freaking Candyman shows up, Eric, Tell and then all hell breaks loose. Candyman, Eric. I, I don't want to say it again. I don't want him to show up. Uh, as they're doing this, though, they do get interrupted by the Blackhawks. The Blackhawks show up, and who Batman been, obviously knows. not only in the Forge, and I, I think yes. it's just the Forge, but also in Scott Snyder's All-Star Batman, yes. where he's been yep. having him, them show up every now and again. Yeah, Especially and that's the, the call. Of freaking, uh, you know, the Rachel Ghoul freaking run. Yep. And that's a call. And, and All-Star Batman 6 through 9, uh, they were. And basically were kind of looking, gave him a thumbs up at one point when he got rid of Rage. And I can only go with that they are they were watching him, that they knew something was going on. They were watching him, which led them to this where – at the end, by the end, you see that the Justice League thinks that all this was a setup, pretty much, to trap Batman. So the only thing I could think of is an all-star Batman, while they were behind the scenes kind of watching, it was watching to see what he was up to and maybe observe maybe the readings off him or something. Now, because I do thing, think you, that something's going on with him. That, that the Blackhawks knew who Batman was? What's that? Do I think that they – yeah. I, I, I no, think I mean, do you knows. think it's off at all? Because I, I, I sat, I sat there because you know, I was, I was reading Nightwing this week, and they're talking about Spiral and how Spiral yeah. knows who Batman is, freaking like you know, Amanda Waller and Argus and all that shit. Lex. They know who Batman is. Like Lex Luthor knows who Batman. Lex should know who he knows is. Who still. the fuck a Batman nah. is? Like, God damn, he's Batman. He don't care. They don't care. They don't wipe their minds. He, he's had his mind wiped so many times. He's gonna <laughs> give it back to them. Where's that sound the satellite at? Yeah, really. That's what he needs. He needs to set it up and just everybody forgets. It'd be funny. He does that. He doesn't. He goes a little too far. Now, nobody even knows who Batman is. So he's just walking around wanting he attention. reinvent himself. No, he would reinvent himself. But yeah, she basically takes off her mask. She's Lady Blackhawk. And I think this is a this is a very Scott Snyder wordplay type thing that was set up before and then kind of hits here. I, I think it's really cool because she's like, hey, my name's Kendra, Kendra Saunders. Actually, the way that she says it reminds me a lot of Luke when he goes to Princess Leia. She takes it up. My name's Kendra Saunders. But and you said that that upset you. You would have rather it be Shara. Uh, I would have like I would have rather her introduce herself as Shara Hall because Kendra Saunders right now is the Earth Two version of Hawkgirl that we have. And it's like yes. you know throwing at, at first I thought it was the Earth Two version of freaking Hawkgirl coming yeah. out here because we have Mr. Mir um not Mr. Miracle Mr. Terrific going back and forth through the world to see like I didn't know if he brought okay. anybody back so it really threw me off at first. 
first. Could it possibly be that she doesn't want people to know the true name of Hawkman? And that would kind of call that out when she talks about Hawkman. Could that be possible or why would it matter? I don't know. She talks about getting rid of her wings and stuff like that. So I don't know. Yeah, I know. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's also very ambiguous what anybody knows about Hawkman at this point. Because even though we've had books, we even had the death of Hawkman. It seems like all of that is null and void now. Yeah, I'm just saying when she says Hall, they would be, you know, Batman would be smart enough to know right away. But then again, at the end, end basically has the the book that he's been writing. So I don't know. I think it's one of those. It's playing around with the whole, all the reincarnations and things like that. But I know that you would have rather have had Shaira. But he's like, you know, we got to get going. And she says that this, what you see here is the first shot fired of a full-scale invasion. And and really, from what we are going and everything, that's pretty much the biggest line uh, at this point, where now it is, you know, telling the Justice League, shit's gone wrong, and you better be ready, because all this stuff that Batman has even been talking about of, you know, we're going to... He's been doing this in all the books, you know? There's a war coming. I sense it. I've heard of it. I think it's going to be. Now this is what it is, and the first shot's fired with the Challengers coming back, which, like you said, it only should mean that... She even knows that Batman kind of opened it. I think the jig is up, Eric. Uh, And gone. Yeah, and gone. But yeah, she's like, this has been planned for centuries. I won't speak the name. Because they're like, who? By who? I won't speak the name here. It's too dangerous for the city, maybe the world. But come with me. And they go back to Black Hawk Like I'm telling you, this whole Challenges Mountain showing back up. And for what Kendra tells us about what's going on and how she's trying to get rid of all the nth metal. Because it seems to be the gateway drug to the goddamn dark. Yeah, it's almost like you get rid of that and, you know. Know, you can at least kind of keep them at bay for now. Exactly. Like you get and rid not, of this not, stuff. Not only but, that, though, but like the whole idea, we, we know that the Blackhawks have been watching Batman since, you know, yeah. at least All-Star Batman. He's been doing yeah. this for a while since, you know, beginning of the New 52 where he found out about the Electrum and then the Dionysium. Yeah, yeah, this is stuff. a long burn why, story. Like, why did they wait this long till after the fact to freaking come out and say, hey, check this out. Don't do this thing because it could destroy the universe. Maybe it was. Maybe you can even go with the fact that that thumbs up was almost like, a, okay, you know what? I know that you're a member of the Justice League. I know you're Batman, but we don't know we can trust you. We don't know that no, you may go up. against. And that thumbs up, Eric, was, uh, okay, you know what? We're down with you. We see that you're a good guy. It's but taken us a while. She doesn't warm up to people, Eric. She does not warm up to people very easily. And that thumbs up was like a, you're in the gang now, and now we're going to capture you and deal with now you. Now wait because, a few months, and I'll tell you who I am. Yeah, really. You know, they got they have stuff to do. She's busy trying to figure out where Carter went. And Batman's on the side, but when Challenger they, Mountain they don't shows have an up, at Black Hawk Island. You know how uh, she has to go through the finances. You know how much money it costs to fucking air condition that really? goddamn island. Look at that place. And then also, you know, you need the dinosaurs kept at bay. Eric, the these things, that costs these, a lot of yeah, money too. that does cost a lot of money. I saw, I've seen Jurassic Park, Eric. Shit don't go right when you got dinosaurs on an island. Then they're all around. But in the meantime, maybe it's one of those that they kept. She thought she's she's basically immortal. She's been reincarnated. Her sense of time is off, Eric. The timing is off that she actually thought, okay, you know what? Let's keep an eye on Batman. Things are going to go bad eventually. I don't think it's going to be right now. You know, the Challengers and, and Carter, they disappeared so long ago. When the mountain showed up, that meant, oh, crap. You know, shit has happened. Yeah. We better get going. And that's when she goes right to Batman. Maybe we that's the We done waited too long. We done waited too long. She she messed up. Uh, but, yeah, it would have been nice if she just went to Batman uh, three years ago and said, listen, there's going to be a lot of trouble coming down the way and, and what goes on. But, yeah, uh, maybe she just thought she had more time. A lot of it. <laughs> yeah, maybe she thought she had 
more time, but they go to Black Hawk Island, which, like we just said, laughing and, and joking about it, has dinosaurs and things yeah. like that. That is spelled out with the metal as well. But she does say, she's like, this place uh, is your only hope, Superman. Again, kind of Star Wars-esque. And yeah. uh, it's that Carter, you know, the great detective of history. Batman's back there so mad. He's like, I'm the great detective of history. But at Carter Hall, you know, it sounds crazy, but he, we were stabbed with a dagger. You know, you have all this thing that is not going to sound crazy to Batman. Like, no. as this is going on, remember, Superman did ask Batman, like, he still doesn't know what Batman's up to. Because when they were flying back to Earth, he's like, does this have to do with that stuff that you're kind of looking into? Like, you get the idea Superman keeps bugging Batman, like, what are you up to? Yeah, stuff. Yeah, there's, you know, there's stuff going on. So when she's saying this, Batman, you know, knows everything about it. He's lurking in the back and uh, talks about the reincarnations, talks about, you know, the, that Carter wanted to protect everybody, found out that this, you know, material was not good. It started the whole deal, but it's one of those. And it's the nth metal. He, yeah, and he she, became obsessed with it, needed to find out its origin. And like doing so, what they realized, you know, after like, you know, Challenger's Mountain disappeared, it's time maybe we had a new idea about how to deal yeah, with this Yeah, yeah, and even that Carter, Carter investigating it had seen that through history, like, it was not good. Like, anything about this nth metal is always turning up bad. And, yeah, and then eventually went into into the dark multiverse, you guess, to go find them. And now they're out, and Carter didn't come back. And I think that when Challenger Mountain showed up, she probably, you know, thought – hoping that he was in there as well like going to see him when she wasn't there's batman you grab him and they, he, they, they put people together throughout the whole thing like you had the original blackhawks you had the 80 star yeah. man will payton for some reason yeah. it seemed odd to me you know like out of all the star men you had like why would you pick will payton i'm like yeah, give me jack yeah. knight or somebody cool like will payton yeah. just seems so and weird I, I agree me. i'm not a big i'm not a big star man guy i really haven't read any star man stuff though when people talk about Hey, what books do you want them to bring back? Starman usually is yeah. right behind Shazam, you know, down the line. Shazam is always first. But, yeah, Starman shows up. But which Starman? Which also goes to the end reveal where you do have a couple characters in this book that have multiple iterations of them. But even before that, Kendra does say, hey, look. Like, even, even the idea, though, I know, like, the one thing I could play with here is, like, you know, we know at some point, you know, I, I want to say Jeff Johns or somebody at DC has told us that a JSA book is, you know, yeah, they've been planned down the line. Kind of that. Yeah. So like the whole idea of the Starman though, like the Will Payton version, I'm like, why would we have him and not like a, a earlier mm. iteration or something like that? You know, we could play with the JSA or something like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, the Ted Knight version of freaking, you know, it just seems weird to like just throw Will Payton out there. One of those things yeah. like I'm I just think it was thrown out there in the background. I'm like, oh man, I wish they would have talked a little bit more about this. Yeah. Because well, then it, you have it, other it, stuff like, you know, with freaking um Will Magnus and the Metal Man, yeah. you see it, the one yeah. thing, Tio Morrow and freaking building Red Tornado. And, you know, going into the challenge of the unknown and putting Red Tornado with him as well. Yeah, you know, and before that, we didn't cool really spell there. out. Kendra does pick up. She has the most uh, purest piece of nth metal left in the universe and then says uh, it seems to broadcast a strange kind of energy at times. That seems to be what energy that's where, again, there's that energy thrown yeah. out. And is this just nth metal energy or are they saying that it does broadcast the dark multiverse the dark uh, energy what is exactly that energy and is at this point is you know Hal's ring going wonky because of that kind of the deal also Batman's there you know we think that he is partly involved with all the metal that he seems to have in him from the you know Dionysium electrodes that sort of thing and like you said then you see pictures all around here on Black Hawk Island you do see the old school uh, Janos Prohaska 
and Zinda Blake, uh, the classic Blackhawks there. So, and that is pre-Flashpoint. Again, yeah. the, a lot of these things are. And then you have Starman there, like you said, and it's it's the iteration of Will Payton. Now, the only thing, again, I told you, I, I didn't really read much Starman. Uh, but Will Payton became Starman by getting Prince Gavin's powers. He absorbed his powers. So yeah, and, and, if and, and, he yeah, yeah. is in the continuity, then it seems like the rest would be as well. Uh, but we'll have to see that. And when I saw the Metal Men there with uh, Dr. Magnus, I, that there is something there that Scott Snyder just made little Eric Shea smile. One of his favorite things ever. You love them. And, and it's cool seeing them and there Red being Tornado. built. Yeah, and Red Tornado there with, uh, you know, you have all that with uh, Magnus and stuff. And then you have the Adventures. And uh, Adventures who would challenge the unknown. (laughs) You're still hitting around at this. And that is, if any book of those, you know, side books, the Dark Matter books that are coming out after this, or during actually, those kind of series that we're not sure how long, if they're actually ongoing, if they're minis, maxis, whatever, uh, Challengers of the Unknown is the one pushed full out in this event so far oh, yeah. and it makes sense because that is the book that scott snyder is going to write so you know he's given a little push to his book here uh, i don't see the devastator mentioned again we did have Where him in the casting or the you know all of those we had a lot of things in immortal men that was mentioned more in the forge i think uh but yeah they're there and kendra wants to show them like hey here's the here's the it's the multiverse here you go this is the map and it is the classic map that we had in the multiversity by grant morrison and the minute that this starts it it, now we're going grant morrison-esque we're going to get a little grant morrison heavy uh from here on out well even with the barbados and all that shit i'm like okay that's what i'm saying we're going to be very grant morrison heavy in this whole metal story arc it seems like and really, at this point in this book, it, it gets on because even that you, you, you have mention of Barbados uh, going more forward here. Also, you, you got to mention a final crisis and things like this. But it's one of those where you have the map and they're talking and, and Barry, you know, steps forward. He's like, you know what? I've studied the multiverse for years and that's all there is. There's nowhere else. There's just the, you know, 52 Earths. There they are. Some are unknown still. And I like that that is lifted straight from the multiversity map. I wish we would know by now. It's been so I know. long. I know, but maybe, yeah, I guess that that's for another day, Eric. But, yeah, you see them. They're still question marks. Uh, but in the meantime, she's like, there's something else. Again, this is a very Scott Snyder-esque thing where he turns the map around and there's a black, you know, just the back of the map. It's black. It's just the back of the like, map. It's just black. Here yeah. it is. And and even there where, where she's about to go, uh, she goes to Dale, and you do really see that. It, to me, it's stress where there you see the dream and the nightmare versions yeah. around the outside there, which comes to play at the end. Uh, turns the map around, and there it is, the dark multiverse, she says. And it's Wonder Woman. <laughs> She's not so swift. Yeah. Oh, I see. It's the back of a map. Oh, you stupid I'm right Wonder there Woman. with you, Wonder Woman. Yeah, I'm with you. Look at that. It's the back of the map. What I was saying is the tape fell off. We had this on the wall, and it fell off, and I think there might be a ghost here in Blackhawk Island. Oh, uh, but no, she says until ghost recently that's all anybody saw. And then she says everybody thought the building blocks of reality were matter and antimatter, but, you know, we've discovered a third material, uh, and it is dark matter, you know. And the it's scary thing matter, is it yeah. turns out dark matter and the dark energy actually make up 
a great majority. And that is true. That is not something that's made up for this book. No. They have come out like I think it's like 88.5 percent, something crazy like that of the universe is made out of dark matter that people are still trying to figure out a lot of that stuff. So I like that connection. Uh, but it's like, hey, listen, the nth metal is connecting us to the realm much older, and much vaster than ours. And again, this seems to me like it's like kind of a deal where we are going to get some older things brought in and some continuities or whatever. It just seems odd, though, for this whole dark multiverse to be a part of, you know, the freaking, you know, the the pre-new Flashpoint continuity at all. I know. It just – that excites me, though, and it excites me only because I I do have faith that it's going to be explained. If it isn't, uh, just like if it is – I know you. You'll pretend that you didn't under. You know, you'll say, "Hey, I was wrong. It's all yeah. explained." You're unlike me. I will never admit I'm wrong, Eric. So luckily, <laughs> you're on that side because if it isn't explained, yeah, I'll be angry. I'll be a little upset. I have faith that it will be explained going forward, and maybe even continue into later in the you know doomsday clock, and then yeah, what yeah. we get maybe next summer and things like that. Uh, but yeah, I like a it lot when, of stories to tell, even yeah, leading into yeah. the next year, which could even lead into the goddamn next summer so we're talking about a lot of stories yeah, going yeah forward. oh yeah and this event itself lasts until next year it, it lasts into 2018 so and this then is a also long we ride. have the ramifications of what the doomsday clock will bring at that point all the stories yeah. catching up to the end of yeah, that all like, catching up damn. to that which yeah which i would think in my mind i would think that they go ahead with the doomsday clock so that at the end of the metal story you can have basically you know the books reacting to that up until the start of Doomsday Clock is yeah. what it seems that I would think, and I think you think as well. I like that Barry's like, uh, you know, talking about this dark multiverse and stuff and the connection with the nth metal. And he's like, hey, if this is true, it would change everything we know about everything. And again, I think that's a wink of, you know, shit's going to go a little different here. You get ready. And then he, I like, he's like, what proof do you have? Proof? Huh. Ha! She yells, and I, when I read that, I was like, what is she yelling, ha? But yeah, she's like, you sound like I did. And it's more of like tech, talking about Carter, who he's yeah. the one who's been searching this out. He's the one who's been looking into this and all that sort of thing. And they had the warning from Red Tornado. Uh, when this was going down, when the challengers did disappear, the last thing said there was a great dragon, a beast that prowled the dark and a name. I'm like, hey, what name? And that's when she says, listen, it's, it's Barbados. It's this is the name and again it's that i it's more of grant morrison this is when you get the grant morrison because barbados was a character that pretty much went through through final crisis up through you know batman r.i.p and then into oh, no, the, the return of the return, know, the return of bruce, bruce wayne, wayne yeah. it started right away the minute that bruce wayne disappeared dark side sent barbados to go hunt him down through time and that was a whole thing with it and i thought that that was pretty cool and it, i it, again it, it, it's a thing, though, like I'm telling you, it's just one of those things like, you know, we have a lot of the whole big thing going in the New 52 is that we kept a lot of, you know, the Green Lantern continuity and yeah. Batman continuity. You could yes. like, you know, mix and match with what you yeah, need. They didn't want to get rid of those sense. big stories. It always it's, bothered me, though, because of Final Crisis, because we here we had Dark Side. It's a big deal. And it only seems like, you know, besides for the Dark Side war. Our team has only ever fought him once and yeah, sent him back. Yeah, you know, the next time we see him is a dark side war. And to have the whole final crisis when we haven't even had a single crisis at this yeah. point has always bothered me. And now I'm just yeah. trying to figure out, all right, final crisis. They've been hitting at this in a lot of different stories over the years now. How do we have the freaking, you know, the hyper adapter freaking, you know, Barbados who was, you know, released by Darkseid from his freaking ancestor box to go back in time and freaking, you know, try to uh, torment Bruce Wayne and kill him and yeah. shit like that. 
how does that lead us to the dark multiverse? Yeah, and and again, maybe he's playing it the the other way. Maybe how we're saying that he's letting into a lot of things into continuity that we don't think. Maybe he's not going full out with that because it doesn't seem at this point that Batman is very aware of him uh, and things like that. So maybe that is something that is kind of being kept, and that's what we're going to see now. Maybe maybe I'm just saying, this is like almost time, a redo of that as we go through this dark the amount multiverse. Of times that we- We've hinted at Bruce Wayne or Batman going through time, and we've—it's always been a hint of Final Crisis. It's never been come out and really said like that, but uh, it's been there, and that's a big yeah. part of. Well, the even return even of the Bruce return Wayne. of Bruce Wayne came up during the Button story when Barry says, "Oh, you know what? Going through time—it's a real bitch." And Batman's yeah, exactly. like, "Oh no, no, no I've about. been yeah. through time. What are you yeah. talking about? I know all about that." Which was the wink, wink to the return of Bruce Wayne story. So they have hinted at it a bunch of times. And we know uh, that Dick Grayson was Batman. So at yeah. one point, Robin. Uh, yeah, we had that even in Nightwing was calling back exactly. to that in, so in that Rebirth. is all you know, freaking aftermath of Final Crisis. Yeah. So we'll have to see how it plays out here and how it kind of ties in. Uh, but yeah, as this is going on. Uh, they're explaining that basically the name that they wanted to talk about, which she said, I can't say the name here. It's what you want to think to is everyone, Barbados. It's not, not Barbados. It's actually Wayne, which it spells out in the old prophecies that a uh, Wayne will be the door that opens up for the, you know, the darkness to come into their universe. And from what everything that we've seen up until now, especially at the end of the casting, it's right on. You, you know, even it, that, it, the this, whole thing, it's like, you know, you know, legend has it it comes through a human doorway, someone treated with five divine medals by its followers. Yeah. Medals of the period like medals off the periodic table, a yep. hero whose nightmares it collects as its army. And yes. I imagine this whole thing that we have these evil Batman coming through. These are the, the nightmares yeah, of they're Batman. The nightmares. Like the Flash, and, Batman and, and really and it's going to come through, and this is going to be its army before the Barbados yeah. actually and, makes its and way And I through. would even go with the whole deal where the big thing of Batman in the Justice League, the biggest thing is he always knows how to take down the Justice exactly. League. But could he take down – is his nightmare a version, you know, like, well, what happened I can't? And it's – him? Yeah, and it's them, you know, because we have seen it looks like it is amalgams of the Justice League well, we with Batman and We even see that in the, on the cover of this after yeah. the cold opening. We have the Batman there, and then we have the symbols of, like, the Wonder Woman Batman, the freaking Green Lantern yeah. Batman, the Flash Batman, all those different iterations, which I believe will be the nightmares that come through yeah. because of the I, I, I fully agree. Through. I fully agree, and I think that that would be, you know, there's the nightmare of Batman. Listen, I can take down Superman, but could I take down a Batman, a Batman Superman, Superman or, Superman? you know, no. all these things? I'll go with it because I think that all those seem pretty cool we'll have to see how the and i'm not saying that i think the solo one-shot books will be cool i don't know i'm just saying the idea of it i like the idea i really like like. writers who do the books are actually the ones doing it i think that's cool i I like that as well i think that's a really good thing because a lot of times with these one shots and crossovers they'll just grab other people and who may not know the characters as well of what we're getting at this point so i really do like that as well but yeah she says that wayne the name wayne means wagon the root of the name wayne is wagon and that's the that's the wagon that would carry the beast here this whole prophecy that they've been looking into really basically leads to the fact that Batman is going to allow this darkness into their universe and again I said it already from what we've seen this should not be a shock to anybody no, and even this that, because the, the, he is even doing at end of the even at the end of the casting when we see that he looked yeah. in and like he saw nothing which honestly it could have been the freaking he actually might have seen the dark he said he saw darkness yeah the Judas tribe was there at the end and they're saying how they blocked his vision of what's to come and shit like that so yep. He opened the door unknowingly because he didn't think he did anything but the whole vision of having nothing there. He's yeah. like, okay, didn't work. Yep. 
and and even then you can go with the whole fact that this story it really is about Batman being stubborn because at yeah. this point Doesn't he hears that. this. He this is going. They end up pretty much drawing their guns. The Blackhawks, Kendra and the other Blackhawks draw their guns, point him at Batman, and basically going, I'm sorry, Batman, but after Carter's mistake, I destroyed my wings and devoted my life to ending the synth metal, which was what Carter was saying that you have but, to end. Why this. do you have Don't that go on. still? I know, but yeah, she's like, it's my mission, and now today Challenger's Mountain appears on your home turf. So again, that is pretty much a calling card that Batman has done some crazy shit, and it's about to begin. And that's when Red Tornado kind of wakes up. Flips he activates, and he flips the hell out. And the, the thing that happens then is it allows a distraction. Batman zoinks! He gets he it. I wish they had the thing. He event metal yep. and gets the hell and out runs. of there. And that's where I'm saying is there's Batman who is going against everything that he's being told. He's going because he always thinks he's the one who has to solve the problem when indeed it looks like from the beginning this problem is pretty much brought on by him as well. Even if you go with the travel through time and Barbados oh, yeah, and going through and, and all in this. In my mind too, this whole Judas tribe are he guiding him to this freaking prophecy. And, and really when it. he went back, he started that tribe of the bat when he actually had, and if I'm not mistaken, the actual you know pelt that he put on was the pelt of Barbados, Barbados at the point yeah. because he was killed then by uh, Vandal Savage. Vandal Savage. So it, it all is a full circle story here where Batman is kind of starting the whole thing but he wants to end it. Hey, you know, he's stubborn. He wants to end what was began and I now, think that when, he fully believes that. What's when Red Tornado starts flipping the hell out here and Batman hightails it out while the freaking everybody's distracted, it did bother me. Like we're talking about with all the different metal ideas and the yeah. energies being talked about because Green Lantern is able to use his freaking ring now. I'm like, like you were just talking about how much energy you could feel in this whole thing. So I was yeah. very confused. Like, what was going on in the Batcave and the casting and the yeah. forgery? You could not and use I agree, your ring, but, but again, sudden- if you want to really go, Batman took that sliver. There's no nth metal there anymore, so maybe that's why. But still you on never- the island. I know, but you know, I don't know the proximity that it had to be because he went down to the cave. He was using that ring until he opened that secret door to the second Batcave. He actually yeah. used his ring, so maybe he has to be right there. And once Batman did, but I would have expected if that was the case that he would have said something it, earlier, it like, really "Man, my ring is like working." Right now, is that the Joker was the reason that he couldn't use his yeah, ring? Yeah, that's what it seems. It does actually seem that the thing that once the Joker disappeared, he was able to do from the Batcave and Batman. Man was pissed that I needed him, but once he disappeared, it seems like the ring was able to work. But yeah, Batman's getting out, and I said that this whole thing because Kendra's pissed. Kendra's so mad. She's like, he took the nth medal. He triggered, you know, Bat- Red Tornado. Oh, and the where is it? And that's where I thought that Hal was pretty much from Indiana Jones and, and with Marcus. And the last crusade, yeah. And the last crusade because basically Marcus went off. Marcus the Brody. Nazis were after him. Marcus Brody and Indiana Jones basically says, "I wish I had the clip." It's like you'll never. Find Find him. He has. He knows he's, nine he's languages. Like, oh, nine languages. He knows, he's yeah, a, all he that disappear, thing. blend in. He can blend in, and then you see Marcus just walking down. Hello, Hello? can somebody help me? <laughs> and then, but this is where you have Hal saying, "You brought us here." To do all this to trap Batman, what is your plan? You obviously don't know him very well. Guy probably had a ride ready the moment we landed here, and I can promise you it's something state-of-the-art. You see him getting away on the side of a dinosaur. dinosaur. And I thought that, that, again, that since the beginning to this – that's hilarious to me. I really, really like it. Again, it, it shows the adaptability of Batman, but I just – I love that setup. I thought that there was a very it, funny like, quiet setup. Quiet boy, quiet as the freaking yeah, dinosaur yeah, he's trying to get it to be quiet. And then calls to Alfred. Alfred, I got what I came for. And again, 
he seems a little, you know, how did he know it was there? He may have figured yeah, the Black they Hawks had been looking something. Into him. I'm sure he's been looking into the Blackhawks. Yeah, Hawks. that's that's what I get. And he's like, I, and that's where you go back to the whole uh, Carter Hall translation that, or not translation, the the. the Journal, yes. And he's like, I told you how uh, how it began, the story. Now I'll tell you how it will end. How it will end if I'm wrong. And the dark is a place of evil, as the immortals and Kendra sus- suspect. The end will begin with a shot fired, which we already saw. Yeah. Uh, that was the, you know, Challenger's Mountain. He says something to tear a hole in reality. And that's where you say, and then a dark energy pulls into the world, and the visions will start. Visions that are attuned to the power of the nth metal. Now, Scott Snyder has set up that a lot of things, including the helmet of Naboo right there. Oh, yeah. There's a Fate, lot of mystical items out, that are yeah, gathered was, in that yeah. ninth metal. Yep. And he is getting some premonitions. And all the premonitions look to be basically those Nightmare Batman coming. If you look, yeah. that seems to be what it, it is. And it's just, yeah. it's just an odd thing, though, because we see, like, you know, Dr. Fate. We saw the Helmet of Fate there before, which I never really understood because, like, how yeah. could the Helmet of Fate be there if, you know, uh, if uh, Dr. Fate's out and about yeah, still doing yeah, his yeah. goddamn deal? But we saw that in the Batcave before, so he's having a premonition of it. Seems like John Henry Iron Steel is having premonitions. Yeah, old school steel. Loop, and yeah. even freaking... um. Plastic Not even old man. school steel, just steel in general. Like, yeah, yeah, it, it's just steel, and even plastic, man. I'm like, we did talk about the freaking the molecules and the shape shifting properties, yes. and so yep. we had this whole thing in the forge with an idea that he, plastic man was somehow involved. But yeah. I still don't know how or why. Well, I guess we're gonna have to see. And it's like one of those where it's just the egg container where he's cooking inside yeah. and has the ex. And I thought that was cool. And again, if if plastic man shows up, whenever he shows up. It's going to be fun. So that's another one. Like, okay, that's that's pretty cool. And the art there with these, you know, the silhouettes of these bad Batman and whatever uh, look cool to me. I, I think that looks really cool. Uh, but then you go and in the Batcave, you have Batman who's studying this nth metal, you know, up close. And you still get the narration from Carter. And he says, on its way here to find the one Barbados has been after all those years. The way, and again, there's that pointing out to when he was going through Final time Christ and all that. As far as I, I and, yeah, 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 and then he says the I'm wagon. Not Final Crisis, Return of Bruce yeah, Wayne. Yeah, Return of Bruce Wayne. And it's the wagon for the Dark Horn God. They mentioned the wagon. It's in you know bold again. The son of the House of Wayne. And in the meantime, with all of this, uh, he has set a you know this journal. He has gone and he has hidden it in the. And well, we in we Wayne talked Manor. before how like you know it looked like he was handing it to somebody, and we saw like a mansion in the background. Yeah, yeah. And we had no idea who like you know who does Hawkman trust? Who is he going to entrust this freaking yep. journal to? And it was oh, it was left ambiguous before and we had our theories none of them really you know panned out obviously from what we have here yep so like we find out that he entrusted it to the waynes at some point in the past yep and they they put it in a way that it really wouldn't be discovered until it was needed and it's needed now but before that you know you have batman doing his little you know thing with his microscope and looking and it, they mention braille again uh saying it's incredible it must be why the brillians weren't watching mongol braille is heavily magnetic so you go yeah. and type that back into that uh and he's like talking about imagine if we look at planets with heavy metal cores we'll find these damn signs we miss sir look up from you know that's where alfred's like you know look up uh something's happening and then you have the deal again like i said carter is talking you know about the whole deal we have barbados has been after its target since the dawn of man it first saw him in a final moment of crisis with final yeah. crisis in bold and now if you're reading this a second moment is upon us which it is and then you get a little clock that you know kind of is a doomsday type looking clock it's not fully at the time that we would have but is that kind of spelling out the bit of time before the doomsday clock happens i 
I don't know. It's very reminiscent, though, with the clock there. And he left the journal behind for it's 10 Bruce Wayne. To midnight. Actually, no, yeah. it's, it's it's only a little after ten. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm saying it's still the clock there. A little before ten. It's I'm weird sorry. to show that. Like it's almost like could that be a year before the do? You know, I don't know. But it's weird that they show the clock there. Uh, but yeah, it's talking about Bruce and you know I've left this journal for you and your house, the house of the family I trust most. Turned from tried bat to tried bird which is something we haven't seen uh, with that because we, you know, that shows that, you know, you had that whole thing with bats against birds. Yeah. And we kept saying, like, that's weird because even the robins and stuff, they, it shows that they're actually birds now. And, and it's they, such a weird thing to turn from bat to the bird. I'm like, what does that mean? Is it just because they're in line with freaking, like, Yeah, you know, I think Carter so. Hall I think Hawkin that Barbados like that? is definitely the bat clan, the Judas clan. I think at some point the Waynes had gone against, you know, that whole idea of this. I, just, I, just found, and I found that whole like, thing, like, kind of, like, you know, intriguing but yet confusing. Like, okay, it's the yeah, bird. Well, for some reason, in my mind, you know, it be the bird clan for some reason, even though we know, we've talked about Hawkman being a part of the bird clan and shit like that. I'm like, yeah. my mind immediately goes to Court of Owls, you know, like, oh shit, yeah. the bird clan. Yeah, yeah, that's what we thought originally, yeah, but now you see that the Waynes are actually the birds. Uh, but yeah, they he left it, he left the journal a secret place, and it, it this should the energy from the dark rise to foretell the coming of Barbados. You may feel it coming already, you may have felt it in your whole life. This is where you go, and you do see where this is kind of burning a hole in the, in the, uh, and I don't quite the get floor. This. I just guess that it's creating this energy to reveal it, and you know, it's it's hocus pocus. But there it is. He gets the journal. He has the journal. So now we see why, you know, we have gotten this before. Like this is Batman now reading it. He's going to know all of this, and then he's like the journal of Carter Hall. My God, so it's all true. And yeah, everything that he's heard from Kendra, everything he's looking into, now he has solid proof. Yes, this is true. And that's where we get the final bit of a, uh, you know, a guest star, because it says, yes, Batman. Uh, yes, it is. I am Dream of the Endless, and I have come to tell you that this nightmare has only just begun. So Dream is behind him in Sandman. And it's a pretty cool tie-in to everything else in the story. It's such a weird thing when you throw dream in here especially this version dream because this is the daniel hall version yeah, of it, and i mean was, that you know, makes sense for the, the grandson story. of carter hall yes. and shit like that so i don't know if they're just playing with this you know this is going on because carter hall has been around but like you know you need to know what happened then with hector hall and the jsa and fucking you know the well, again infinite, and infinite, that's infinite, you know uh, you you have an nth metal kind of you know intro with Carter or uh, hector hall who was dr fate for a bit and you have a lot of this tie in it, it really it's going to be this because it ties into everything with Hawkman and then I got to imagine though, because and... since we are dealing with all this pre flashpoint stuff, you're just throwing stuff out there. Like, is this a whole thing where Daniel Hall is still Dream? But like, you know, even though the universe was changed around him since he was a part of the Dreamscape or the Dream Stream, whatever you want to call it here, yeah. you know, he's still intact because it, you know the universe changing has not interrupted yes. what's going on. No, there. So I, I wouldn't think. What and... before. And are we going to find out that the reason he has come about, too, is the same reason why this book has made itself, you know, visible? Oh, I, am, why? I, imagine, I imagine that Daniel's come out because of the whole Nightmare Legion. Yeah, that's for what I'm saying. And, and, but again, I think that that's also to do with, you know, you have Challenge Mountain. Like, all of these things are all coming into play because of what happened and what Batman did with that machine. And I think that.
that, yeah, the nightmares are going to come. It looks like now, again, remember, it mentioned that all of this stuff with Barbados and all these things are going to come about if Batman gets fused with the five metals. And as far as we could tell, we were talking, like, we can only see, like, four, maybe, three or four. I'm telling you, after so, we had the Electrum, we had the Dionysium, we had, like, you know, if you want to do the Nth metal, he still has that right now, but, like, you know, maybe the Batmanium from the yeah, Super yeah, Hexar, maybe which the is, eighth I still metal, but I would think that. the eighth, eighth metal to me is just a weaker version of the nth metal like now he right. has the pure deal of the it's weird because i would just get that the last thing is the dark metal that's going to come about maybe or maybe this maybe the, the dark piece metal of, to me is just the nth metal for what they're yeah, talking we'll have about to see. we'll have to see what's going on but yeah i actually think and i'm not a big sandman reader as well and yeah, yeah. like you said this is the first version of sandman in the in this continuity uh that's pretty cool now in the meantime i heard that and scott snyder actually told me himself that i asked hey did you have to ask neil gaiman because i've heard it recently where they had well, that stickler, suicide yeah. squad built black files there was going to be something that even resembled the endless uh which was in sandman and he right. heard word of this this is what i hear i don't know that this is 100 percent accurate but he got wind of that that's why that book was canceled the week like before week it was going to come yeah. out like somewhere there is people there are people with copies of that book because it had to have been printed by then and uh yeah it just got canceled so i said to scott snyder i've seen this before but he did tell us that he had to he did have to ask neil gaiman and he sent him like wanted to talk to him because he's a fan i told him i'm a huge fan not of sandman just of his writing in general oh, yeah, like neverwhere and stardust and stuff like that are yeah. some of my favorite books Better american gods. gods yeah they're awesome and uh this predates me even reading comics of how big a neil gaiman fan i am and he did get a hold of him with kind of like the caveat that he was hoping to talk to him and even maybe even <laughs> kind of throw the story by him like hey what do you think of this and whatever i would guess that uh, big writers like this do like the ping pong things back and yeah. forth with each other if he said hey you, you read the story what'd you think and you know what dream actually would do this and that well it just seems that he just wrote back like it's good go for it and pretty yeah. much trust them which to me is a very huge compliment but it would be kind of something you were hoping to talk to a guy who you yep. really admire and and you know admire his work and want to kind of go back and forth with and it never happened but yeah uh, but he's in here and i don't know because of that because of how neil gaiman is and because of that story i i don't want to hear people say hey look look what they're doing they're shoving salmon in here because they're gonna have a book there here or whatnot to me, that kind of shows if that is how it went down. It kind of does show that this is not something with, you know, an ulterior motive. I'll tell you, I would think that Starman it has a bit of a motive. You know, you may see him, like you said, you, you were ending up, we're waiting for this JSA book. So a lot of these things, you have Challengers of the Unknown in this book. Yeah. And obviously, that's going to lead to its own book in the Dark Matter imprint deal. Uh, but here... I don't think it's anything but Scott Snyder wanting this character because it makes sense. And like you said, it makes full sense with this nightmare versions of Batman coming. And I'm telling you, also, you have the tie into the, you know, Carter Hall and Shara Hall and shit like that. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's a great tie in. I mean, if you're going to tie things in, it really was set up well of how you have a huge tie in with Carter and Shara and even, like you said, Hector as it's Dr. Just, Fate. It's just and the Lita. biggest problem I have, though, is that, like, like I'm talking, we have these characters. Because sort of like, oh my God, there's Dream. It's Daniel yeah. Hall. How does it make sense? Like, you know, yeah. we, I, I'm still upset about the whole thing with Hawkman being, you know, changed back to almost like yeah. a golden yeah. age version of it because 
we have dealt with Hawkman. We just got done dealing with the death of Hawkman where he was Thanagarian. Yep. And now to come into this where it's like, oh, no, that stuff doesn't count. This is what's going on now. I don't know what to believe and what not to believe. What it's weird. I, it's because funny it's, because it's changing I, as the story continues. The continuity kids on the case, Aaron. That's that's you. Uh, I actually take it along the way that it opens up the avenues to tell any story with Hawkman because really it's just a reincarnation, though the timing doesn't make sense for what we've seen here. Yeah. Uh, unless maybe they go with the whole fact that when he does come back, when this event's over, when or you may, do get or the maybe Hawkman that's found, that Hall happened the, then. The, the, the one that we were talking about on, like, you know, Death of Hawkman, that's Katar Hall, you know? Like, yes. See, Eric? Wink, wink. I but yeah, like know. you it's said. A, I just want to know some things because I'm telling you, this, including the, the preludes now, it's the third issue of the book. And, like, you loved it, but having half the book feel like it was just yeah. that cold opening that didn't uh, really mean it. anything yeah, for what was been going on. But really, it, from then on, we got – it was pretty dense with stuff. I mean we did get – we didn't get answers, but this is issue no. one of the event. I did not expect answers until issue five into six. Up until then, you're setting up the whole deal. I don't I know if you understand the writing it. process, Eric. No. If you understand what goes into possibly writing a comic book based on one of your favorite characters, Pumpkinhead. I don't know if you realize this. <laughs> You're not going to tell everybody what Pumpkinhead is, you know, is going to do at the end of the story in issue one. And I would believe that your Pumpkinhead story would deserve a maxi series twelve issues. That that oh, is just my opinion. Do you think a six issue Pumpkinhead story is what you go? Yeah, six yeah. issue Pumpkinhead. There you go. I mean, Indiana Jones starts. You're not going to freaking all of a sudden the Nazis are melting from the Ark in the first two minutes, Eric. you got to set stuff up, my friend. But, yeah, I like that. I know what you're saying, though. When you had the casting in the Forge, so much was thrown at us that you wanted answers. I wanted a little break and a little fun because I, I told you. I was raring to go. Okay, okay, you already set me up with this. Let's yeah. get in the middle. Let's no, get I, I, I was really – I was starting to worry about Scott Snyder because anytime I've heard him say <laughs> that this is going to be fun, oh, it's all fun. As stuff goes wrong, like I want to know what fun is for. Like at one point, I'm getting the idea. Of fun, Scotty. He's pulling toenails out with a goddamn wrench or something. Ooh. That is a lot of fun, Eric. But no, to me, that first bit was fun, and it was a kind of a a breather, but also more of a reminder that this isn't all heavy stuff. It is right. heavy metal, Eric, but it's not heavy all the time. We're gonna have some light moments. We're gonna have some fun, and I hope. Hope that we get back to some of that as well. Uh, but I'll tell you, I, talking to you right now, I've read this now five times. Yeah. And I will admit that each time I read it, I like it a little bit more. I kind of get in, in tune with the story going. I really liked it. I really did. I know that you didn't like it as much as me. Uh, I know that you had a little bit of issue with well, the that, art. Uh, I did. But, also, I thought that some of the art was a little rough at times. Yeah, well, I'm a huge fan of Greg Capullo. Well, that's where I think you're coming from. Again, I'll say it right now. This is where you heard. It's funny. I go all the way back to Wayne Gretzky. But I would always hear things like, hey, you know what? I'll take an 80% Wayne Gretzky over 100% anybody. This right. is still better than most of the art that we get. What you're, what I think you're saying and what I agree is at points you know he can do better. You know that he is capable of doing better than what we got here. Uh, 
it's just a little bit rough at uh, some points, but I, exactly. I really like it. I, I don't think it's as bad as what I think you think, but you don't think it's bad, right? No, I don't think it's bad. I think, like, you know, but some of it, though, comes off feeling rushed, and I, I got lost with some of the characters and the action that was going on because, yeah. you know, it just didn't come off like, you know, as well done as it normally would under Greg yeah. Polo's helm in my yeah. mind. And I, I and liked it. I told you my favorite panel was that sweaty uh, yeah, yeah. Superman kind of got Superman. me excited. Sweaty Superman always works for me. I uh, thought, you know what one of my favorite panels is? Just for, It's a stupid thing, but I really just like looking at it. It's just it's a close up freaking long panel of Red Tornado in the glass as they're talking yeah. over him. I just no, like I'm looking saying, at like, him. He looks great. Yeah, and, and some of these panels are, are great. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan, as well as you, of Greg Capullo. And maybe it's the fact that we haven't seen him in a while, because we haven't. And now no. he comes back, and for some reason we were expecting, like, something that he's been working on, in my mind, for five years, Eric. But he hasn't, because he's no. been working on that Mark Miller book and things like that. I think it's really good. I, I do. Uh, there are panels that I think, you know, maybe look a little bit rougher than what we're usually expecting, but I think those are few and far between. I, I love the colors. I think all of that, it, it really feels to me, again, like the gang's all back together, which I love. Which if, anything, yeah. if anything, in the New 52, yeah, you know, I, for the most part, love the Batman run, but even when, you know, things I thought were a little wonky or whatever, the art was always there to, you know, really pick up the, the whole deal and keep it going uh but i was just happy to see him back together again and i'm i'm excited and i do think that the art will probably get better and better he may not be used to drawing these characters as well and there's a lot of them you know there's a lot of them there's the justice league and stuff like that so uh, i thought it was good but what did you give it, Eric? What, did, well, what was that is, score like, that you gave it, Eric? Well, you're telling me how I'm like, you know, I'm not as like on top of this whole thing as you. I'm a little bit down on it. Thing is, I am all still on board with the metal story and yeah. everything that we're to get out of it. Everything like you know, thing they're fucking seeding for future fucking developments. Why not? I am on board. It's just like the cold opening I thought went on way too long for jumping into this thing, getting all excited, yeah. and then just having the thing, you know. The weird continuity callbacks, like, you know, Hero being called Toy Man, freaking Hal just being here, not being explained, African just throwing the 80s star man out there, even Dream just at wait, the end, ne- like, these are next cool Next issue, things, Eric, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay next to you, I'm going to hold you, and you will not hope. care about those, you'll but no, never because, care about those. Because of all these things, and not even understanding what was going on with, you know, uh, like, Hal not being able to use his ring, talking about the energies and all the different yeah. metals, you know. With the preludes, we're like three issues in now, and I still don't have a full grasp of what's exactly going on. So I give it a six point eight out of ten because I'm still on. It's not a bad score; it's a positive in my mind. <laughs> I know, I know, because I'm it, still it on is. board, baby. Uh, I am gonna go. I have gone. I told you every time I read it, I go up. I'm actually gonna go on eight five. Uh, because and mainly i love the beginning so if you take away that anger that you had or not even anger but upset at the beginning i think that you would be around you know not as high as me because i did really like it i think that it really throws out a lot of new mysteries but also solves a couple things i I agree with you the whole talk of energy in quotes kind of gets a little confusing uh but by the end i'm fully on board and i'm fully looking forward to the next issue and i can't wait uh to see what goes on and the thing with me is like like you said Starman's in there you yeah. have Dream these are characters that I'm not that familiar with so as where people other people will be like man that Starman's my favorite I can't wait I'm actually excited because it's something new for me and something that I can look into and see and I've already you know when we do these things we do try to research some things that go forward we don't come in fully blind so I have researched things and most yeah. of the stuff really seems to tie in well uh, the way I look 
So, yeah, yeah, I, I liked it. I was a little more positive than you. Uh, as I would say, though, I was telling Rafe about this, and I was telling him about scores and, and reviews and things like that. And I don't know. Actually, it's funny because I, I always talk about Rafe and my family, and I, I make jokes, and Rafe's peeing in a freaking thing of bleach and causing me to almost die, you know, stuff like that. But for yeah, some reason, I came home, and Rafe was like, what's wrong? You know, you seem down. And Rafe really, it, it was weird for him to say. And I'm like, am I moping around or something? I'm like, I don't know. And, you know, it's the whole thing with the site and the podcast where we, we do try to be very, you know, we try to be honest and we try to give scores out. And I think that a lot of the times people are really, and in, in recently you would say, wouldn't you agree that in the last, say, four months, it, more tens than we've ever seen of any reviews. Oh my and god, I, they're, I, fucking, I, they're yeah. coming out like gangbusters. Yeah, and I said to Rafe that it's like, I hate the idea that we're looked at as negative just because we're not giving out tens. And I said, I said something like, you know, we don't give out tens like it's candy. And he's like, well, right. if you were giving out tens like it was candy, every day would be Halloween. And it just made me laugh. I was like, that's pretty funny. And I said, I have to mention that tonight because that did make me laugh. Every day isn't Halloween, Eric. No. It's not. No matter how much I want it to be, it's not. No, it is not. So, yeah, you're six, eight, but I give it an eight, five. So even if we combine, we're still probably one of the lowest scores yeah. combined. But yet you hear us. We're very excited about it. I'm excited it, so. for this, yeah. Yeah, and, and – I just hate the idea that just because we don't give high, high scores that that means we're negative because no. I don't think we are negative. Uh, you do expect a lot, Eric. When I, when me and you do things together, you rate me. I rarely rate over a 5.5, whatever I do for you. Well, that's because so you're I'll barely you. over 5.5. Five. Oh, that's not true. I'm 5.75, Eric. That To <laughs> me, that's a lot taller. <laughs> You son of a bitch. At one point, I told you, when when I had pictures, I had a picture of me from 10th grade, the yearbook, and I showed you, and you're like, what what grade's that, like 6th? I'm like, oh, that's 10th grade, you son of a bitch, and you weren't even joking. Like, no. everybody around me looked like they were like 80, and there's me, little baby Everybody's face. got full fucking beards and shit like that. Yeah, there's no, a little like, I'm, like, I'm like, did you get like, were you like a, pro a prodigy or something? Yeah, like you get moved yeah, up a no. bunch of grades? What happened? No, no way. But yeah, and that's just me, Eric. I'm Babyface Werner, still... they call me. Uh, that's the end of the spotlight, Eric. That is the end of the spotlight. Now we are going to talk about the books. Yes, you know, that's the end of my any sort of pride that I have in myself. Uh, but we're going to, I'm going to tell you right now what we're going to talk about on the main Good podcast night, that comes out every Sunday night, which usually has about 12 plus books that we review and also goes about nine plus hours yes, yes uh, that crazy. is an investment for people listening it's an investment for us recording as well because when we do the spotlight basically that starts our recording for the dc comics podcast that we have it starts on thursday it does not usually end until sunday afternoon so yeah yep. it's, it's a lot of things Late but afternoon. here's what we got yeah, we have Aquaman number 27, which I told you looks like it is the Patreon-only spotlight, so that won't be on. Uh, Batman number 29, Eric, the continuation of the jokes and riddles. We yeah. have Batwoman number 6 coming at you, Eric. I, I, I don't know I'm, anything about that issue. I'm guessing that we're going to have a little bit of the lost year in there somehow. We have this book that we talked about tonight, Dark Knight's Metal uh, number 1. We also have Green Arrow number 29. With incredible art by Juan Ferreira, including a cameo 
of Juan Ferreira, Eric. So everybody should look at that. It's pretty funny. It's a little meta <laughs> thing that he's he's giving a little commentary on his uh, recent artwork and job that he has to do. Green Lanterns number 29, Eric, continuing the story of the first Lantern and all that jazz, right? The first right? seven Lanterns, yeah. Yeah, really. Trading day. Justice League number 27, which does continue the story of the Justice League kids coming back from the future and trying to deal with that. And I'll tell you, I liked it, Eric. We have Nightwing number 27. You want to tell us a little bit about that, Nightwing 27? You got a little tiger in that? You got a little spiral connection going on? You got a little spiral, you got a little tiger, you got a little connection. We have Super Sons number 7, which actually ties up that two-part story with Damien being turned old by the Time Commander and Cracklow and all those people. I actually thought that this uh, story should have went a little longer. That's what I'll say there. We have Superman number 27, where Superman and Parallax and Sinestro and all that stuff, right? Right. All that good shit. Trinity number 12, which starts out the Rob Williams uh, uh, V. Ken Marion. I'm looking at this, and for some reason they mentioned Clay Man that is not. It's V. Ken Marion, uh, where it's starting that dark Trinity story that kind of has had uh, two false starts in my mind. God damn, yeah. Uh, going go back yeah. and forth. Uh, and this involves some pretty cool dark characters and some really bad version of Bizarro. But uh, then we have Wonder Woman number 28, which continues Shea Fontana's run and also was delayed by a week. So yeah. I'm looking forward to that. On art. Yeah, yeah, we'll see how that goes. But Eric, that is the end of the full Spotlight podcast. Uh, I will not delay us anymore. What do we say more. at the end? What do we say, turn, Eric? Turn that spotlight off. Oh!